Welcome to church. I'm Jesse Peterson. Thank you so much for being with me. I absolutely appreciate it. And uh, happy White History Month. July is White History Month, so that's kind of fun. Um, we'll get into that. I want to, Joel is here. This is Joel. Hello. <laughs> and Joel has on his Black Power shirt. Oh. Joel didn't know it. I didn't know it, right? You didn't know that was a... No, I didn't know. They just told me that a black guy made this, the first black skater. Right. But then James told me this is like black colors, and I didn't get that deep. Right. So I just thought it was a shirt, and I liked it. This is James, the producer, the white guy walking in. He was like having a hissy fit about this shirt. Because I didn't know what it meant, and he didn't know either. And James was like, no, no, no. That's a black power shirt. That's a radical black power shirt. Joel cannot wear that. I was like, well, we didn't know that. No. He went on and on about it. Oh, man. He's like, it's <laughs> and so he gave you the history of the shirt, right? Right. And you said, what? Well, I, like, I don't want to know anymore. I, like, I shouldn't have asked any questions. <laughs> <laughs> James was like, you see red, black, and... and Green, white people could go nuts. No, no, black power. But anyway, Joel is here because um, I want to talk about becoming and living as a human being, just being in life. And children of God are not supposed to live like the children of the world. And the children of the world, they're always trying to strategize, they're always planning. They're always looking to the future. They're always hustling and bustling and trying to figure out what they're going to do in life and how it's going to work out. And they have five-year plans and 10-year plans and 20-year plans. And then by the time they get it, they're stressed out. They're on medication. They hate one another. Husbands and wives are fighting. They have developed cancer and all that kind of stuff, right? Well, we have to overcome that, and our mind has to be renewed, uh, because once you're born again of God, you cannot live as the children of the lie, the children of sin. You have to overcome that, and you will see that God will provide for you without you having to worry or plan and all that kind of stuff. As children of God, we're supposed to just get up and live. And, and what made me think to do this is that I was talking to a good friend of mine last night. I've talked to him before, and he's supposed to believe in God. But he only believes in God when God does good, when good things happen. He's like, oh, I love the Lord. The Lord helped me today. But when things are not happening or he perceives things that are not happening, he doesn't really believe. For example, I called him up last night and I said, um, we were talking about starting a business and um, I said to him, are you still something? Are you still going to start your business? And he said, well, yeah, I looked at my credit. I looked at my credit record and I still have a, um, um, what do you call that thing when you file and you don't want to pay your bills anymore? Bankruptcy. bankruptcy. He's like, I still got a bankruptcy on my record. And so I asked him, why are you looking at that? Why are you looking at your record? He said, because 
the bank, if you have a bankruptcy thing on, you can't get a loan. And I was like, but why do you need a loan from the bank to start a business? And I won't say his name because some of you know who he is. And you'll be laughing that he filed bankruptcy. <laughs> so I won't say his name. And I said, but why do you need a loan from the bank? And he's like, well, I need a loan because I want to start a business. How many people think you need a loan to start a business? Nobody? Oh, we don't have any entrepreneurs up in here. Huh? And I said, well, you don't, need, you don't need a loan to start a business. You start with what you have. Start where you are. And everything will just kind of unfold as you go, right? And he was like, but um, I want to start big or something dumb he said. I said, no, don't think of starting big. You start where you are and grow into it. Because what I realized, a lot of people who start businesses, they don't last more than five years or so. And the reason they don't last is because they want to start big and they end up falling apart and losing it. Where in life, we're supposed to, supposed to start small and grow into it. And while you're growing into it, you're learning how to run the business as well as you're building it as you go, rather than to be lost in your mind, imagination, trying to figure things out. It's a horrible mistake to try to figure things out. It shows a lack of faith. It really messes with you to do that. And so I'm like, wow, this is so interesting. And so what I did was I asked Joel to come up with me today because Joel is part of our Entrepreneur Academy we have an entrepreneur academy under the nonprofit. I have a nonprofit called Bond. And what we're doing is training young men 15 and up, and we work with all men, how to start businesses, how to get them going, because these guys have a lot of good ideas, but they don't know how to get it going. And they think they need a lot of money, and they, they're like thinking way ahead of time, not realizing that all we have is now. And so uh, Joel has a business, and I'm going to be talking to him in a minute. We also have a credit union where we loan the guys the money. Uh, we started this credit union so because some of them don't have good credit or don't have any at all. So we loan them the money, they put it back and keep it going. Um, and the reason I want to do this, too, is because I started my own business. I had a janitorial service. I used to be into computers, and I've always wanted to have my own business, but I... I didn't have enough money to start a computer company. And so I looked around and I decided, how can I start a business with no money? Because I had no money. Well, I just had my paycheck money. And I looked at the janitorial service and I thought, wow, I'll start a janitorial service because you don't have to have money. And so I, and I, I came up with a name. And my little theme was a small company that does a big job. You know, I made that up. And, and so I made up some flyers, and I went and put them in the parking lot, all over the park, people's cars in the parking lots around the, my area. And then when people would call me to, to, to do a job for them, I would go and give them an estimation. And then I would ask for the money down, half the money down, so I could rent the equipment. And so I would go and rent the equipment and then go and do the job and get paid full and put the money back in. And I was still working at the hospital at the time. And, and in a, in a seven-year period, I had seven full-time employees. 
And things would just happen. I had no idea what I was doing, as I have no idea now. But it was just unfolding by itself. Each day I would see what to do next. And at this time I was working at the hospital. I would go to the hospital at 6 a.m. in the morning to 3, and I would get off, and I would go and do the janitorial service. And at first it was me and another friend of mine. Um, one, mis- one thing I learned, it wasn't a mistake, but one thing I learned is that if you're going to start a business, don't tell anyone about it. Keep it to yourself because they're going to give you all of their fears. They really will. And because when I told the people, oh, I'm going to start a janitorial service, and my friends, they were like trying to be all sophisticated, right? They're like, no, no, no. Don't start a janitorial service. People are going to look down on you. Or the Mexicans are going to outbid you. They're not going to give you the job. So I'm listening to all this, right? But I didn't pay any attention. Um, And I just went and did my thing. Uh, And it just, seven years went by. Seven full-time employees. Then once, I used to just do houses at first, carpet cleaning and stuff like that. And I decided that once I started hiring people, I wanted to work with businesses too, clean businesses. And I didn't know how to, to uh, write a contract, a bid with a business. So I went to this local company and I said to the guy, I would like to clean your building, but I have no idea how to write a bid for it. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. I'll let you have the ones, an example of one that I had, a sample of one that I had before. So I took that and I copied it and I made my beard that way. And I'm telling you this because one thing leads to another. If you're living in the presence of God, one thing will lead to another. And so time went by. I had a seven-year janitorial service. And then I started Bond, a nonprofit organization that I run now. And Bond's been around 28 years now. And so I started Bond, and I got so busy, I couldn't do the janitorial thing, so I said, well, I'm going to sell it. And my friend's like, no, nobody's going to buy it. No one wants a janitorial service. And so I said, I'll just put it out there anyway. So I, I made the announcement that I was selling my company. And I got so many people who wanted to buy it. It was amazing. And so I split the contract in half, and I sold half of the company to some people and the other half to others. And I made back all the money I ever put into it, and then some. Isn't that amazing? And I, I had no sense. I had, I had never gone to school. I had no idea what I was doing, but it was just the opportunities were just happening. They were just opening up, and it was mind-blowing. Uh, so I, I sold the company, and I started Bond. And we've been around for 28 years. And it was so interesting. When I first started Bond, I built this board. We got a board of direction people. We had a lawyer on there and other folks, right? And so we would meet in a board meeting. And the first thing they wanted to know, what's your, what's your plan? What's your five-year plan? I'm like, I have no plan. I have no idea what I'm going to do with this. The only thing I knew I wanted to do was to get with men and tell them, because at the time, it was just for men only. As a matter of fact, at the time, when we first started out, it was for black men only, to wake up black men. I wanted to just tell them they need to get over their anger, and that racism wasn't holding them back, and none of that. They need to drop the anger, right? And they, but they wanted me to have a plan. And I got a headache whenever I thought about having one, because I couldn't see what I wanted to do, what's going to happen. 
And so I just asked them, let's write up some bylaws and things like that and let this thing work out. And that's the way we have done it. And, and we've been around 28 years. We're, we're known worldwide now. We are counseling and tutoring and having meetings and debates and all kind of stuff. And it just unfolded by itself. And I honestly don't have any idea what I'm doing, but it's working anyway. And so that's why I wanted to talk about this, because I want you to not follow the way the world say do things. If you trust God, God is in the present. And if you have an idea, just do it. Just get out there and start doing it. And do what's in front of you to do. And don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about yesterday. Just live now and it's going to be amazing. And everyone who I've told this to, and we teach this in our Entrepreneur Academy as well, those who follow those instructions, they're doing very well. Those who don't, they're having a harder time because they're in their heads trying to figure out what they're going to do. They, and so I have Joel here, and he, he's like a witness to this. I can always tell when he's in his head. He also, he's also my audio engineer, so when I go into the radio studio, he's like sitting behind it, the board and all that like this. <laughs> I'm like, what's wrong, man? I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do next. <laughs> Five years. I'm like, Joel, don't worry about that. He had, uh, and then I'll let you pick up from this. He had wanted to get his own building. And so we start looking around, right? And so he had this big plan for a big building trying to look good. I'm like, no, no, no. Start with what you have. Start with where you are and let it unfold from there. So you take it over from there. But tell the people the name of your company and why that company. Right. Uh, well, the name of the company is the Gifted of Dance. It's a dance academy. Um, well, the reason I've been dancing for a, a long time now and I was signed to one of the actually one of the biggest agencies out in L.A. And when I was on the in the agency, they were sending me to auditions that were just crazy. I realized how the corrupt the industry was and how it's all sexualized. So I left the, the, the agency, and then I realized that they started to corrupt and sexualize the kids. So I created a, a, a dance team where I can kind of bring back the innocence of the, or just protect it or try, and just a safer place where they can just dance and enjoy being a kid again. And I started a team to do that. And then Jesse helped me realize, why don't I start an academy? So I started an academy, which is the Gifted of Dance Academy. Um, we have an Instagram. We have a website, which is thegiftedofdance.com. And my whole thing was when I started the academy, <laughs> I wanted to have, a, you know, the building, the whole thing. Because Jesse and the guys on the, an entrepreneur program helped me realize, like, um, I was working for somebody else. First off, really quick, I was working for somebody else. But I was doing all the work, and I was paying her for me to do all the work. So I was getting paid a small percentage, but I was doing everything. So they helped me realize, like, why don't you open your own thing? So in my head, I'm like, wow, I can open my own thing. So immediately my thoughts were like, let's go big. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh, was looking for studios and stuff and seeing what, which, which one I can afford and just finding different things. But in my head the whole time, the goal was like, let's, let's get a building. 
and I'm looking and things aren't working out here, it's just not working out, blah, blah, blah. And the only option I have is if I rent a room from somebody else and save me a little bit more money, but my whole thoughts were like, I want a building. The building didn't work out, and in my head, I'm just thinking it just didn't work out. And I actually got hooked up with the room that I rent for a good price, and uh, the owner is super cool, and he just worked it all the way out. But in my head, I was upset that I didn't <laughs> reach the goal, and then Jesse just helped me realize that I still have my own business. It's just not where it needs to be yet, and I was at first I was struggling with that, so he helped me realize it's still the same. It's not even about where it needs to be. It's, it's, it's where it, need, it is. And, and so, like, I'm on the radio bragging about him. Oh, Joel's here. He started his academy. What do you think about it, Joel? He's like, yeah, uh, it's all right. <laughs> and so one day I asked him, why are you acting silly about this? You don't seem to really appreciate it. And in his mind, he didn't really want it to be known because he didn't have this big building. I'm like, are you crazy? First of all, you need to grow. Secondly, be grateful for what you have. You know, you don't have a lot of money to work with, so start with a room. The people don't care, they don't care about that. It's how you feel about it. If you're proud of it, you're good at what you do, the customers are going to be happy too because it's all about your attitude. It's about the attitude. I remember when I first started uh, Bond, I rented this little storefront place out in Inglewood, and then I had one of my uh, uh, adopted kids to come and work for me, and they s- sat in the office for two weeks. The phone didn't ring or anything, and so when I would come in, I'm like, anybody call? They're like, no, nobody call. <laughs> two weeks, and they were laughing at me because nobody was calling, right? And so I would go upstairs, just sit in my office all day, do what I was doing. I knew it was going to improve. I, because I had taken the steps. And they're like, nobody called. A week went by, two weeks. And then out of nowhere, the phone started ringing. And they have not stopped ringing since. And so I'm telling Joel, be proud of what you have. And he went and found this person and found a nice room for less money than what he would have had to pay otherwise. And you now have a better appreciation for it. Yeah. No, I can save up more. For one thing, it was I could save up more. It's just a better situation. I thought I was ready for the building, but there's so many legal things that you gotta. Yeah. I didn't know anything about, so it's just a better situation. Yeah. And how are you feeling about it? How long you had it? Uh, a month. A month now. And how's it going? Good. Um, people are starting to. Friends are telling friends. I'm trying to get the website. The website's up, but I'm trying to advertise as much as possible, um, and it's growing. It's moving. And Joel is a good dancer. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I want to share that with you because I want you to know there, there is a, another reality within you. It's called the kingdom of heaven. It's another mindset, the real mindset. When you live from your head, from your thoughts, you are living an illusion. Everything you believe, every thought you get is a lie. Every thought, every, the ones that seem good, the ones that remind you of the past, which doesn't exist, and those that remind you of the future, that doesn't exist. All you have is here. And so if you start living from within, you're going to wake up 
And I hear people say it all the time now. Oh, I, I forgave my parents. I forgave. I stopped hating and I woke up. You're going to wake up to that reality. And once you're locked in there, you can't go back. You just start growing from there. And it's nothing like what the world is, is, uh, has promoted, right? And I want you to know that God is within us and that he wants you to go within and know him and live from that reality. The kingdom of heaven on, on earth, inside of you. We don't have to wait until we die to experience paradise. Paradise is right here, right now. And it's been set up by Christ. He put everything back in order. Except you got to go within and live from there and stop living from the world and the way that you've been taught. And I'm having a good time running my company. And I don't, I'm not on medication, no antidepressant stuff. As a matter of fact, I think I'm kind of lazy because I have so much time on my hands. And yet we get a lot done. And then God has given me the best staff on this side of of, of heaven, really. I have excellent people working for us. Uh, we have interns working for us now. And it's so amazing. And I'm only sharing that to you because I want you to know you've got to switch realities. You've got to overcome the world by living from within. And then I have proof of that. Uh, uh, what's the name? going to read something. And then I'll take some questions. Um, in uh, Matthew, it says uh, 4.22, God said, recognize what's in front of you and what's hidden from you will be revealed. There is nothing hidden that will not be revealed. So for his children, all things will be revealed for you, but you got to live what's in front of you. I have a godson who's a really good football player and he goes to a tough school. And I was telling him, don't don't compete. I don't compete with anyone. I'm not in competition with no one because the moment you become competitive like that, you're going to stress yourself out. You're going to worry about it. You're trying to win. But if you just live in the present and do what's right, work hard, put the time in, you're going to become the best at it. And so you don't have to compete to become the best. It's your attitude. It's living from within. It's not holding grudges, wishing everybody well. And they, you can't lose when you do it that way. And one thing will open up after another. But if you go competitive, you're going to end up on medication. You might become the number one or whatever, but you won't be able to enjoy it because you'll be on medication. You'll be stressed out. You, you won't like yourself and nobody likes you. But if you just be you, live it from within, it's going to all work out. All right. And what I want Mark to do is I want you to listen to the 23rd Psalms. Anybody ever read 23rd Psalms? It's so amazing. Who have not read the 23rd Psalms? Uh, have you heard of it? You've heard of it? No. You never? Yes and no. Uh, what, the mic person? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, let her borrow your mic okay. until we get ready to talk. Yeah. You never heard. It's Psalms, no S. Okay, Psalms, no S. <laughs> 23rd Psalms. Psalm. That's my, my nightmare. 
you have you ever you never heard of the twenty third Psalm? No, I've, I know of Psalms, but I've never read it. Oh, like okay. Um, I think I skimmed through it. Oh, I see. Esteban, you heard of it? Um, I probably read it before, but I can't really remember. Really? Aren't you surprised? He can't remember the little street preacher. <laughs> <laughs> the street preachers don't even know about. <laughs> Amazing. Um, but it's a fascinating psalm, and and I want you to. He, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find out what you get from it before I tell you what I want you to pay attention to. All right. So this is the 23rd psalm. Psalm. Yes, sir. Yahweh is my shepherd. A little louder. Yahweh is my Jane, shepherd. Hold my phone. Okay. Yahweh is my shepherd. I lack nothing. In grassy meadows, he lets me lie. By tranquil streams, he leads me to restore my spirit. He guides me in paths of saving justice, as befits his name. Even were I to walk in a ravine as dark as death, I should fear no danger, for you are at my side. Your staff and your crook are there to soothe me. You prepare a table for me under the eyes of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup brims over. Kindness and faithful love pursue my every day of my life. I make my home in the house of Yahweh for all time to come. Amazing. And so I like that particular version of it. Um, I think someone who has a King James Bible where it's more English like stuff. You have them? Yeah, Can you read yours? Oh, I don't have it with me. Oh. Uh, I, I you didn't bring your Bible with you? Oh, so what? I brought my Bible the first time I came, but we didn't do any reading that day, so I didn't bring it back. But did it's, you? <laughs> it's uh. Did you bring your phone that first day too? Yeah. And did you bring your phone back today? Yeah. Would you like me to read we it? We didn't use the phone either that day. No. no okay. <laughs> read it from your phone. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Thank you. The Lord is my shepherd; I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff staff comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So what do you get from that, if anything? Uh, the last line speaks to me the most. Dwelling in the house of the Lord forever, to me, uh, it seems simple. It's about being still and knowing God and being within yourself, which is the house of the Lord, I guess. Right. You can't be anywhere else. Are you starting to live that way? Yeah, it's kind of scary. In what way? I can't go back. Yeah. Part of me wants to sometimes. Do you do? Uh, part of me... Um, I never want to go back to hell. But why um, do you want to go back sometimes? I guess on some days the alienation will get to me. Oh. Because I, I, it's hard yeah. to lie to anyone's face anymore. Yeah. I just have to tell them that's garbage. You're, you're being garbage. You know, I love you but I don't love what you're doing right and people really don't like to hear that and I understand sometimes that can be hard but that's that's some days not all most days are are, are good um, can you relate to that oh me <laughs> wake up 
Did you go to the yeah. party with Jeremiah? Like that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can relate because there's some times where you think you know you have to speak up because you know that's what you need to do, but there's that temptation to not want to deal with the confrontation of it or uh, offend anybody. So it's almost easier to go back to the other place because you don't have to necessarily say anything. So I understand there's the temptation to not want to always speak up to somebody. Yeah. The one thing I want to say about that, when you enter into the house of the Lord, you will be alone. Everybody going to turn against you. But it's going to be fine. You, you feel that loneliness for a while, you know, nobody like you and blah, 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 right? But your life has started, you're starting to develop perfect peace from within. And as you mature in that, because once you're born again, you're a little baby in spirit, just like a physical child. But if you hang in there, don't give up. Stay with the prayer. Speak up. Don't go and give in to anger. You're mature, and it will be amazing. And then you'll find people around you that is living in that place as well, and things will start to change. So just be patient. Stay with the prayer, because you've got to give up one for the other. You can't have both. As a matter of fact, it's going to get to the point where you don't want both. You don't want that world anymore. You, and when you, you're quite okay now, right? And when you are by yourself, it's fine too. Because you're going to get past, you're going to overcome the world so the loneliness will disappear, the whatever, right? And you'll have perfect peace, and it'll work out fine. Um, there's something that says, seek first, seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and all will be added. That's so true. It is so true. Even your mind will be renewed. But you got to stay with it, stay with prayer, you know, always watch and speak up, and it'll start to change. That make sense? Yeah. Uh, I need to hear. You're doing like this. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You have any questions for me? No. Stay with the prayer. Yeah. Um, who, what did you get from the 23rd Psalm in the yellow top? <clears throat> what did you get from what he read? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, green. Sorry. Blind as a bat. Oh, well, this is my first time here. Um, well, welcome. Thank you. How did you find out about us? Uh, I saw you on an Instagram post with an interview with Amber Rose. Oh, the slut. <laughs> yeah, and I... Who else saw the slut? <laughs> we have some slut makers t-shirt now. <laughs> and they'll sell it like hotcakes. Men and women. Wearing the slut maker. Do you have your... <laughs> did you get your slut maker t-shirt yet? No. You gotta get the slut maker t-shirt. Well, go ahead. Um, well, uh, can you repeat me for me the, the question? Um, did, you, did you hear what he read on the 23rd Psalm? Yes, yes. Did anything resonate for you? Yes. Uh, well, the most important part from that, uh, I'm sorry, I'm not from here, so my... Uh, oh, no problem. Yeah, relax, take your time, no yeah. big deal. Uh, it's to trust God, you know, um, let him do the work, the hard work from, uh, that you have to do. Don't, don't stress about that. Yeah. You can handle it. You can uh, let him do the hard work. You got to uh, have faith. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And I'm learning because uh, uh, since 
we've been listening to you. We are working on that uh, to forgive our mothers, fathers, and to have faith yes. in God. And yes, this this was good to read. I'm sorry if I didn't say it. No, quite you're well. doing fine. You okay. speak better than I do. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, oh, that's another thing. You could be an absolute uneducated dummy. Matter of fact, I think he prefers you to be that way. It's easier to work with you. Um, have you gone to forgive your mother? I'm in the process. Uh, I talked to my father. I think two days ago. Yesterday, I talked to him. Uh, I, I, uh, oh, how many times I've seen my father? Two times. I met him. I have seen him two times. That's know? amazing. Yeah. Can you imagine a human being created in the image of God coming to the earth and don't see the father? Yeah. That is like even animals. Don't animals allow you? The mother allow you at least see the daddy? Is that right? <laughs> I met him when I was 18. Now I'm about to turn 24. Yes. I don't know where he lives. He lives uh, back in Colombia. I'm from Colombia. Oh, okay. Uh, and yes, I, I text him. I told him that we need to talk. We need to do this. Uh, uh, when you have time, let me know. But he didn't respond. So what I'm, up, what I'm about to do is um, call him. If he doesn't pick up the phone... I will let him know by, by a letter or, or something. Right. I'll figure it out. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It, the, the most important thing is to take the step, the yes. first step. So thank you for teaching us that. You, you're welcome. And I want you to know if your father don't respond, it's still going to work for you because you already have a minute in your heart that you have this anger. And anger is judgment. Judgment is playing God. And as long as you have anger, you will never, ever, ever Never, 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 ever, but never, 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 can you do a few nevers? <laughs> ever, 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 you would never know God. You will not enter into the kingdom of heaven because anger is of your father, the devil. There's no love in it. That's why everybody ends up so screwed up because, and the parents don't mean to screw you up, but they don't have love. You can give kids all the material things that they want. You can take them to the best cafes. You can put them in the best schools and you're still going to screw them up because you're not giving them God's love. It's not working through you. It's only Satan love that's working through you. And that's why a lot of parents go, what happened to my child? I did all I could do. I gave them a best life. I did this and that, right? And now they're 13, 12, or whatever, and turn it on you. And you wonder how that happened. Because if you have one iota, little bit, Taste of anger, Satan is your father. And you can quote the Bible, you can go to church, you can lift up holy hands, you can praise Jesus, but God is not your father. Until you get over that anger, you must forgive. So if you don't see your father, if he rejects it, you're still going to enter in because you admit that I, I'm wrong for, for being angry at him. And that's what God needs you to do. And he wants you to go and forgive them so that you can get your courage back. Because when you're angry at someone, you're afraid of them. And then Satan tells you, oh, you're going to hurt the parents' feelings. You're going to make them cry. And you, and you start making up excuses. And so a lot of people don't go and forgive. And so they never go free. 
But if you can't do it because he's in another country, he won't respond. Just realize he can help it and let it go. You'll be fine. Thank you. Is your mother here in this country? No, she's uh, in Colombia, too. Oh, she's there, too? Yeah. yeah. That, that's the, the difficult part for me, my mama. Oh, it is? I, I got to difficult in how, what way? Uh, she's well, she's going to get mad. <laughs> she's going to get mad at me. Right. But and, and why would she get mad? Because she, she will feel that she didn't do anything wrong. She, she, she's going to get um, emotional and uncomfortable with me, yeah. telling her that you didn't do your best. Right. Or not, not that, that right, you, you could mean. have done better, yeah. but it's okay. It, it wasn't your fault either. Yes. Yeah, um, when I had to go and face my mother, I was 38 years old, I would rather that you set my hair on fire. Really, take a bunch of oil and just set me on fire. I, that's how afraid I was of her. Isn't that something? I'm over, on my way over there and I'm shaking and I'm going nuts and my mind's running crazy. What's going to happen? What is she going to say? Oh my God. And then I realized I resented her because she had no patience. And she didn't really have that love. She tried to turn me away, right? So I get into the house. And when I get into the house, it's over for me. I can barely breathe. I'm like, can we talk? Can I talk to you for a minute? And she was laughing. She had come out here to visit her sister, right? So she's laughing and having a lot of fun. And Satan said, don't talk to her now. You're going to spoil her vacation. But I knew I had to go and forgive her because God said, when you forgive others, he'll forgive you. So I took her in the room. And I just said, all my life, I resented you because you tried to turn me away from my father. And the worst thing that can happen to boys and girls is to turn them away from their fathers because you turn them away from their own identity. You turn them away from God. And I told her, I'm sorry for you had no patience with me. And I become just like you because you become like whomever you're angry at. Every human being that has anger, I don't care how old you are, you've been recreated in your mother's image. You don't have your own identity. That's why men know what women feel and how they think. Men think, men with anger, think and feel like a woman. They do. That's, and that's why they know how to deceive women. You know, like if they want to have, you know, sex or whatever, they lie to her. Oh, you're so beautiful. I really love you. You're such a nice woman. And they don't mean it at all. They just know you love the ego. The ego loves to be fair, right? Because they think like women. But when they forgive, then God would take that identity away from you and give you back yourself. And there's nothing like being you. I love being me. And so he wants you to become you so he can operate through you, your talent, your purpose on life. It works better through you than mama's identity. So that's why another reason you should forgive because you're not yourself. I hear women say that all the time. I feel like my mother. I'm not myself. And they don't like it. So forgive and you'll be fine. And then you can love your parents in the right way. You're not subject to them. You don't feel guilty. You got to be at every 4th of July dinner. You know what I'm saying? You can say no or yes to it without feeling like, oh, she's going to feel so badly about it. I'm telling you, everything changed. You can love them in the right way. That makes sense? That makes sense. So are you going, are you going to call your mother? Yeah, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I got a question for you. You should FaceTime with her. Oh, yeah. That would be a better idea. 
Yes. Okay. Good. Um, do I need to forgive my grandmother too? Do you resent your grandmother? Yes. Uh, yeah. Do I gotta f uh, face her? Yes. So you gotta face two bulls. Yeah. <laughs> but yes, and uh, and again, as you know, you don't need them to apologize. You don't need them to admit to anything. You just need to be taken away from them so you can develop it to yourself. And so God will forgive you. So if they start yelling and screaming and crying, oh, you're blaming me, or if they fall out and die, you're like, wow, that's so interesting. Mama died. <laughs> I wonder if she had any insurance. <laughs> and so find out about the insurance. Don't let your other sisters and brothers know so you have to fight with them right away. Cash in the insurance and buy one of those little boxes, put her in it, Take it out to the cemetery and throw it in there. <laughs> and be done with it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's so cruel. <laughs> but I'm telling you, but you will go free. And that way you don't pass that to your children. You don't give your husband. Is this your husband? My future husband. Your future husband. Yeah. Amazing. Is he beta or alpha? He's an alpha. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he is. Uh, alpha. I'm going to find out in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Any other questions for me? No, thank you very much. Yeah, for you're welcome. Are you doing the prayer, the silent prayer? Yeah, uh, yes. We go to a church, too. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Um, I, I really want to comment on this. I want to come back to it in a minute. So let me talk to the alpha future husband. <laughs> and so are you alpha male? Yes, I am. And how do you know you are? Because I've forgiven my mother. Oh, that'll do it. And so you have no anger now? I think there's still a little bit in there, have but you, uh, I think it's in his last days. Yes. Good point. So like some of you, if it's not taken away right away, if you feel that anger, just relax in it. Because Satan will try to tell you, oh, it didn't work. You, you, uh, you're failing or whatever, right? Pay that no mind. He's a liar. And so just relax in it. Do what you need to do, and it, 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 one day it'll be gone, and you'll be free. Right. Are you doing the prayer? Yeah. Oh, good. And you found me on YouTube as well? Yeah, she actually shared that Instagram with me. We thought you were a comedian or something. I dug <laughs> in. <coughs> I looked you up on YouTube, went down the rabbit hole, and then here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. So she introduced, she like really wanted you to be a man, huh? Yeah, she didn't. She had no idea. I think once, because I'll play you while we're doing something, and then she realized, like, maybe, you know, some of that, like, uh, feminist uh, defensiveness that we're all programmed with one yes. way or another yeah. um, kicked in. She's like, oh, what did I share with you? But no, we, 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 we dug in it more, and uh, yeah. Nice, man. Well, stay with it. Any questions for me? Um, no, I mean, yesterday I heard a talk with you when you, you actually shared the story with your mother, and that's kind of really helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I literally get calls from around the world, and everyone who go and forgive, they go free. Those who don't, because some people say, oh, I, I want to write a note, or I forgive her in my head. They're taking the cowardly way out, right? But when you go and face her, if it's possible, and do it, you go free. And really, you don't need, it's abnormal to need a physical teacher to teach you things. A physical teacher is supposed to point you back to the teacher within. 
They are not supposed to teach you things because once they start teaching you, now you're subject to them and you're subject to your outer environment. Within all of us, we have a teacher. We really do have a teacher, and he will teach you all things. It's so amazing how that happens. And you don't hear his voice teaching you. It's like you just see what you do, and things make sense. Like you come back to common sense, and you don't, you don't hold any grudges against anyone. You resent no one. You love all people. And love is not a feeling. It's just not hating. When you don't have anger, you have love. But that's the nature of God. It's so amazing. I actually do have a question for you. Uh, when you confronted your mother, did she react angry? Oh, thanks for asking. Yeah. I was, my mother apologized. Right away? Yeah. She was like, oh, I didn't know I was doing that to you. I'm sorry for that. And then she told me about her life. And exactly what she had done to me had happened to her. She had been recreated. But I didn't know that because parents don't normally tell you, you know what, I want to tell you about grandma. Grandma screwed up my life. I hate grandma. <laughs> Parents are not going to tell you that. I'm angry because I'm just like my mother. They don't tell you, but if they told you that as kids, that would help you to survive, I think. But she told me about her mother, who I thought was an angel sent by God. Because you know how the grandkids love the grandmama? Yeah, yeah. Because the grandmama a little nicer to the grandkids until she can suck all the life out of them. And then she recreate them in her image. And so I thought my grandmother was an angel sent by God, but she wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. In, in our culture, like, the grandma is like the matriarch and like, yeah. everything revolves around her. And that's really hard for us to take that image, away, take that halo away from Abuelita, you know. From yeah. Grandma. Um, well, if you want to survive and if you want your children to, to survive, you better take them away from grandmama. Because yeah. grandmama going to screw them up. And she'll turn them against you. Here's like at lunchtime, she'll give you some food, and then you say, Grandmama, can I have some candy? And then uh, and Grandmama said, Well, yeah, your mother told me not to give me any, but don't tell Mama. <laughs> right away, turning them against you. Because the moment the kids start keeping a secret from you, it's over. Grandma said, Oh, don't tell Mama. Or don't tell daddy. All right, grandmama, I won't tell it. And then you look around one day, your kid is fat as a pig. And you wonder, how did you get fat? I don't feed you that junk, right? Grandmama gave it to me. So that's why it's not good. I wouldn't let my kids stay with my grandmother. You have to protect your kids. Unless grandmama overcome. That makes sense? Then it'll work. Because she's serving two different spirits. When you are born again, when you return to the Father, your spirit is different than your family members. That's why children of God, those who believe and those who have become that, we are brothers and sisters. We are closer than the blood family because now you operate from perfect love. Right. Yeah, excellent. Um, where am I? Yes. Joe, you, know, you want to say anything? Uh. You having fun? Yeah, it's cool. Oh. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, a couple of questions online about parents. One person asks, Jesse, why can we not silently forgive our parents? Why do we have to go to them and tell them we have forgiven them? <laughs> I know what you mean. Because God said it. He said, if you have 
ought or a problem, or you're angry at your fellow man, go to them and forgive them. And the reason you need to go to them because you get your courage back. Because when you start to resent your whomever, they now have control over you, and you're now recreated in their image, and everyone you get involved with is just like that person that you're afraid of. They control you. And you wonder, because it's spirit to spirit. And so you wonder, why am I afraid of my coworker? Why am I afraid of the trash man? Why am I afraid of this? Because you're running against the same spirit that you become, and you can't stand up to it. So when you go and forgive, that spirit is taken away, and you get your courage back, and you will never, ever, ever, never, never, never have fear again. I have no fear. And perfect love casts out fear. Fear is of your father, the devil. It's the, it's the son of Satan or daughter of Satan. Fear is. It's, you cannot be a child of God and have fear because you're not going to function. You're going to be scared, afraid of the children of the lie because you're running to that spirit. It's not the physical. It's the spirit that your spirit is running up against. And that's why you fear that feel that way. If you know that with men when they get married or they date and they get married or they live together, it becomes a mama and son relationship because they're afraid to stand up to their wives because they're married to mama. And then she hates them because women want men to be strong. They want you to be right. They need you to be right because of that order of God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman and woman over children. It's a spiritual order. And if you're not in that order, Satan is your daddy, whether you admit it or not. Yes? Another man asks, can I forgive my mother and father at the same time, like in the same room? <laughs> if it works out that way, yeah. Don't plan it. Let the moment come and deal with it. And so if they're both together, yes, why not? Kill two rabbits at the same time. But you're going to, the point I want to make too, once I, my, I forgave my mother and my father, we became really tight. They start calling on me to help them with the rest of the family. Can you talk, to, whenever you come home, can you talk to your brother? Or can you talk to your sister? I'm like, why don't you talk to them? But, and that's what's going to happen. You're going to start being able to influence your family for the good. Those that want to be influenced. Did you have your hand? Okay. Very, very good topic. Um, it's helping? It, it's helping me a lot because yeah. I've been kind of I want you to know I had fear. I had anger. I had fear. I had doubt. I didn't want to know what I wanted to do in life. I, I had decided that what I was going to do as a career before waking up, I was going to get a job, buy a house, have a lot of clothes, have a red car, and just play women. That was my career. And I was on my way to doing that, and then I woke up and I can't do it anymore. But so when he took my anger away, he allowed me to see and he caused me to do the things that I do. And the things going to the same thing going to happen to you. But it's not going to happen if you have anger, because he's not going to give you his information. And, and Satan is your daddy. Hate and love cannot live together. It doesn't work. Uh, yes. Oh, well, I was just going to say, um, because I've been going through some stuff with people and the people pleasing, you know, it's kind of you are a people pleaser yes all right yeah so it's, it's kind of hard because i it's like i want to say okay like i'm supposed to go to this thing on saturday i don't want to go 
to the club? I'm supposed to go to this concert or something, and I don't want to go. And why don't you just say, I'm not going, I don't want to? Because uh, I'm kind of afraid, I think. Of what? What do you think will happen? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't do you know. think they'll get mad or they don't want to play with you anymore or <laughs> what? <laughs> I think they might get mad. And I, and I don't even know that they will, but right. in my head, right. it's like, oh, I build it up to be like, oh, and instead of just saying, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go. You know, I'm not going to go. But so, you know why I think? I think I have some judgment and resentment there. Of course. Uh, that's why you're not free from that. Right. Yeah. Um, so you have, you have not let all your anger go yet? I guess not. How about with your father? Did that ever work out? Or what's happening with that? Well, you know, I couldn't contact him anymore. So right. um, I, I had, when I called him, I told him I forgave him. And he was like, for what? I'm like, well, because, you know, you weren't around. And this, this yeah. you weren't around. And I think it affected my relationships with other men because you weren't around. Yes. So I think I told him that. And I see with him, um, well, what, I think what I see with him is that my grandmother was very dominant. And so she, she kind of dominated her children. And then yeah. I see his wife is kind of dominant because I'm not sure he's doing it or she's doing it. Right. So it's kind of hard to know where it's, that's coming from, where they just kind of cut you off. I thought I was talking to him and I thought he, you know, like I had talked to him a couple of times, yes. maybe two or three times. And it was working out because I said, I'm going to come and see you and, you know. And then all of a sudden I couldn't get in contact. I'm working with, with a guy right now. He lives in a different state, so I'm counseling with him. And he's been trying to talk to his father so that he can forgive everybody. His father married to another a woman other than his mother. Mm-hmm. And so whenever he called her to try to talk to him, the stepmother would not allow it to happen. From this day forward, no more step parents. That's a sin. Or it'll end up being one. Right. So when you when you when you uh get married and you get a divorce and something happened. Do not bring in a step-parent into the lives of the children. They need that connection with you and not someone standing in between. And so I told him, all right, I'll call for you uh, and talk to this woman. And so I called her, and I told her who I was and what I was trying to do. She's like, no, I'm not going to let him talk to him. I'm, not gonna, I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not going to let him talk to his father. I'm like, what's wrong with you, lady? And she's mad at his mother. So I'm like, don't blame him for what happened with you and the mother and the father. The child had nothing to do with it. But she's so angry that she's going to make the son suffer because she's mad at the mother. Yeah, he had a couple of boys, and one of the boys called me and said, well, why are you calling? I said, well, I told him why I was calling. And then I kind of wanted to say, he's just as much as my father as he is your father. It was kind of weird. But you could see she had that influence. I'm not sure it's him or... Her, but I think it's more her. Well, just forgive him anyway, yeah. and don't worry about it. No. As long as you no, see that yeah. he can't help himself, you understand. Because you don't want to will it to be. You don't want no. to force it. No. And so just let it go and wish him well. I, I do. And then tell those folks you're not going to the party. I will. Yeah. I will. And, and you're shaking your boots. And they're, they're going to be like, come on. Because the moment you say, I'm not going, they're not going to be able to live without you. <laughs> They're going to be like, come on, we're going to have fun. Have you ever been smoking pot, Joel? And <laughs> so here's a good example. So you're a pothead, right? No. Uh, you ever been a pothead? No, but I smoked before, yeah. I thought so. You try all innocent in front of his mother. 
No. I never, she found your bag the other day. No. no okay. <laughs> but have you ever been around someone and you like smoking some pot and they, they won't smoke and they're like, you're like, here, <coughs> here. They're like, no, I don't want any. You're like, oh, you don't want any? You try to be holy. <laughs> and then you go like, here. And they're like, no, I told you I don't want any. And now you cannot enjoy the pot by yourself because this person is getting away. And you feel guilty, you feel stupid. They're making you like, no, that is wrong, right? And so you go, you just think you're better than me. You try to be a Christian. Who do you think you are? And then it's like, all right, give me the pot. And now you feel better, huh? Something like that? Yeah. <laughs> but not that way. <laughs> How did you go? No, something like that. They'll make you be like, oh, he's too good. Yeah. And they'll do the whole thing to make you try to smoke it. And if you weep, you take the pot. Right. And now you're too high. You feel stupid. You don't know what to do with yourself. You can't drive home. You know what I'm saying? But incident. So yeah. when you. Yeah. Just a quick thing. My yesterday, this a similar situation happened now with the weed. Uh-huh. My, I, See, he's still smoking <laughs> no, pot. Not with the pot. But the thing was, is my uh, it was my friend's birthday, um, and I known him since I was fourteen, so thirteen years. And he wanted me to go. We went to the beach, but he wanted me to go to dinner with him after. But I couldn't because I had to get home, prepare for today. Blah blah blah. So he was like trying to influence me, like, come on, man, it's my birthday, da da. And I felt the temptation. I knew I had to go, but yeah. I felt the temptation to, to tell him, like, you know, I'll just go. But I, I told him that I wasn't going to go. I did the right thing, but I was so weak when I did it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but I, <laughs> I know what she, she means yeah. because like, you don't want to, it's so false, though. You don't want to like displease them, but you know you got to do what you got to do. That's right. <laughs> but it's hard, huh? It was so hard. Yeah. It'll get better, though. Uh, um, we're having a family reunion this week coming up. And so I called one of my cousins that live here. And I asked, are you going to the family reunion? And he said, no. He just said, no. No excuse, no reasons or anything. It just left me hanging. I'm like, why are you not going? I'm just not going. I'm like, boy. And I made that point because if you say yes or no, they're going to make you give them a reason. And then you start lying. I got to go home and wash the dishes or something, you know. But don't. Let your answers be yes or no. You don't owe them an explanation. Yes or no. And so I know how that pool can be. But once you get over that anger, that won't be a problem. But he, and I was so happy that, to hear him say no. He just said, no, I'm not going. And seemed like he doesn't love his family. And so I said to him in the end, I said, well, uh, you're not going to miss anything. It's going to be boring anyway. We don't like each other anyhow. It's all a pretense. So you're not going to miss anything. And it really is. Have you ever gone to a family reunion? It's the worst nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> you wonder, why did I go? Have you had that? Uh, sometimes. Yeah, keep living. You will. <laughs> um, uh, what did you think about the 23rd Psalms? Psalm. He's right there, Jerry. Me? Uh, did you pay attention? Yeah, I did. What did you, you get from it? Actually, the 23rd Psalm is pretty close to my heart. I actually memorized it a couple times and yeah. still recite it to myself every once in a while. The part that stands out the most to me is the um, rod and staff. 
they comfort me. Yes. Those are not tools of comfort. They're tools of chastisement and correction. But the idea is that even though you're being chastised and corrected, you're being done so to the correct path. Yes. And we know in Proverbs that God only chastises whom he loves. So you kind of get a, get a feeling that if you're being chastised, if you're being corrected, it's because you're loved. So and you his, can take comfort in it. And to add to that, the way he corrects you is all love. It's so amazing. It's not like Satan correcting you the way he does it. When Satan corrects you, he makes you feel guilty. He brings on fear. He makes you want to kill yourself. Like, oh, you're just a horrible person. Look what you've done. Blah, 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 right? But not when God does it. Is this your first time here? Yes, it is. Uh, what's your name? Uh, Josh. How did you find out about us? Um, I have been watching you on YouTube nonstop for months now. Oh, great. <laughs> it's like binging. I'm a huge fan. So oh, thank you, man. I really it, wanted to come out and see you, so this is, this is a great honor. So thank you. You live so out here? You live in L.A.? Uh, actually, no. live in the desert, Palm Springs area. Oh, okay. So about 100 miles. Wow. Away, so. Well, thank you for coming. Any questions for me or anything? Um, I, I wanted to comment a little bit because I kind of noticed in some of your interviews that you – I, I love your methodology. I love the way you ask questions because you just stick to it until you get the answer. Yes. <laughs> you know? But I notice that you have a lot of people who disagree with the question. Right. And they always say, well, it's loaded. And I've always been waiting for you to just bounce back and say, yeah, it's loaded. It's loaded with the truth. Yeah. So oh, I that's just kind of, yeah. <laughs> it's just, I was, I've been looking for you to do that. I just wanted to share that because I, I, I noticed that. that too, but you know, you don't usually ever address, you know, yeah, it's a loaded question. I get that. You kind of just keep asking the same question. I say, well, go ahead and tell them, you know, yeah, this is the truth. And, and this that is, is what it, it is. They don't want to answer it. They don't want to tell the truth. They disagree with the question. Yeah. So they refuse to answer it. That's a and, good point. And you're I just will. loading it, but you're loading it with the truth and say, well, you don't like the truth. You know, that's on you. But it doesn't feel loaded. It doesn't because I don't. Well, because it's aligned to your truth, right? I don't so it doesn't want to. feel loaded. Yeah. You, you say something like, "How how can you know, vote for a godless man like Barack Obama?" And they say, "Well, I don't think he's godless," and so they just refuse to answer your question. Right. But you're saying, "Well, this is how I view him, and I'm aligned with truth." So answer my question aligned with truth. You know. Yeah. So. Also, I want them to answer so that they can see themselves. Right. Because once you wake up to self, it's over. You're on your way. The hardest thing in the world for human beings to do is to know thyself. And so if you admit that you are wrong, if you have anger, and you just admit, you know what, I got this anger and I'm wrong, in the instant your life starts to change. And, 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 and everything, you start to wake up, you, you start to grow, that's what it means to confess your sin. Then you shall be saved, right? The moment you admit that you're wrong, then things start to improve for you. And people don't want to admit, and I want, you know, I'm hoping that they will. Amen. Yeah. Thank With, you. Thank you for coming, man. Thank you. Thank I appreciate you. that. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. I want to do this. Yes, James. Can I do one quick, quick question? Yes. Super Chats. Tim is asking, how do you forgive, um, how do you deal with, overcome um, infidelity? Like, how do you forgive someone who's, who's betrayed you? Oh. Um, let me say this about forgiveness. You cannot make yourself forgive. You can't do it. It's a spirit. You can't make yourself forgive. You just have to see that you're wrong for being angry. And then God will cause you to forgive. He caused that to happen. You cannot do that on your own. That's why, just think about how many times you have said to someone, Oh, I forgive you. Or you ask someone to forgive you. And they say, okay. And as soon as you do something else they don't like, they hate you again. Or you're now angry at them again, right? That's not forgiveness. Forgiveness is a spiritual action that can only 
because by God. And so Tim, the way you do it, you have to realize that this person that cheated on you, whatever it is, they couldn't help themselves. Just as you cannot help yourself. Many women don't wake up every day unless they're really bad and say, you know what? I'm married. Let me go out and cheat today. I just hate my wife or uh, the woman. I hate my husband. I'm going to go cheat. They're not doing that. They're in this fallen state. They can't help it. And so just understand, just like you can't help it, they can't help it. And so if you're married to this person, I will have a talk with them, let it go, and sleep in separate bedrooms until they repent. Uh, But don't judge them at all. Let it go. Just let it go. But you don't have to sleep with them in case they're still out there doing it and bring home a disease. Anything else? Yeah, one last one. Okay. A lot of people take your your forgive your parents thing because you focus on the parents as blaming the parents. Right. So they ask, how do you blame slash forgive your parents and yet still take responsibility for yourself? Because you talk about being responsible for yourself. Well, when you get to know yourself, you see that you become like your parent, whichever parent that you hate, right? You see that you have their personality. You're emotional, you're doubtful, and all that, and now you're angry. And then you know that that's wrong, and you became that way because you're angry. That's the last time you will ever have to look at that. Because once you wake up, you have no more excuses, you have no more blames. Because when you wake up, you cannot blame anyone else because now you can see. And so if someone is trying to do something to you, my muscles are so big, my shirt falling down. <laughs> no. But once you wake up, you're going to see that this person can't help themselves. And so you're not going to blame them. You're going to pray for them. You're going to wish them well. But you've got to see how the fall happened in order for you to overcome. And you can always tell when people are in a fallen state, they blame and they have a truckload of excuses. Anytime you run across someone and they got a bunch of excuses, you're talking to the child of Satan. Or they blame in someone else, you're talking to the child of Satan. And just pray for them and wish them well and take off. Because you're not going to get anywhere with them. It's just not going to work. So what I want to do, what's your mother's name? Timmy. Timmy. Joel, mother's here, his sister, and his brother. And his niece. What's your niece's name? Sophia. Hi, Sophia. Hi. Hi. <laughs> She's so cute. Sophia, who is this? That's Friday? Oh, his other name is Friday. <laughs> That's his real name, right? No, Joel's a real name. Oh. Friday nickname. And if he was white, his, his name would be Joel. Joel. <laughs> Joel, right? Right, but since he's black, it's Joel. <laughs> um, any questions or anything about this that we've been talking about today? No, no questions. Does it make sense and stuff? Yes, it does. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. So did the 23rd Psalm register, you get anything from that? I did. Um, I got a lot from it. Um, just a lot of things, because recently I did start a business myself. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just learning to trust God. Because I did, when I first started my business, you just think that 
all this business is going to come to you right away. Right. And so then you kind of get disappointed, yep. you know. So it's just all about trusting God and, you know, seeking his, him, you know, first and, yeah. you know, things like that. And it'll all work out. But. And when you're sitting there and nobody's showing up, nobody's buying the product, pay attention to the lies that's been told to you because it's Satan telling you it's not working. Yeah. That's not you telling yourself that. That's not God telling you that. He's telling you, oh, this is not going to work. We're the customers. You're not going to have the money. And let yes. that pass. When you doubt those thoughts, then you have faith in God. Yes. And, and I was thinking about what you said, too, because you said you should have never told. You'd never tell anybody. And yeah. I should have never told anyone because you hear it. Because not only do, do they say stuff, but then you're always thinking, oh, they're going to think I'm a failure. Yes. They're going to think I, I can't do. You know, you're thinking that kind of stuff constantly. That's so. right. Yeah, I yeah. should have never told him. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> exactly. They'd be like, child, you ought to do it this way. <laughs> if I were you, I'd do this. Exactly. And then you find yourself, you know what? I don't want this business. It is not going to work. Exactly. Do not pay attention. Especially people who don't have businesses, don't tell them. Because yes. they don't know how to run a business. They don't have one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you got to exactly. ask someone, at least go to someone who is successful in it. Yes. You know, they're going to have a better advice for you. Yes. All right. Any questions for me or anything? Um, no. Okay. You see a change in him? I do. Like what? I, just he's grown a lot, you know, since he's been away from, you know, home. Right. She <laughs> he's grown from me. a lot. <laughs> you know, yeah. and he does tell us no a lot of times when I think, you know, but I don't I, when he's going to stay away. We say, aren't you going to come? And he'll say no. But we don't really question him or we kind of let, let him have his freedom and nice. let him grow. and He's becoming a, a man, huh? Yeah, he yeah. is. He really is. Yes, yeah. Uh, the thing I like about Joel is like he has an innocence about him where he just wants to know what's right. Yeah. You know, he just mm-hmm. wants to see what's right, and then he starts. Uh, he's not like a lot of stubborn people I know. He really wants to know, yeah. and things are always being revealed to him because yeah. he wants to know the truth. Yes. And, and so that's really a good thing. Yes, yes. Great. And so this is the brother. Are you this the youngest? Take, take the mic from. How old are yeah, you? Um, 18. And so, what are your impression of your big brother now? Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. You don't like he him? He seems more mature, I guess. He did um, what? He's more mature now, yeah. I guess. Yeah. A little bit, huh? Yeah, it's a little. <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you let your anger go? Um... Well, according to my mom, no. Tell your mama, stop. See, mama, mama, be quiet. Lord, have mercy. Let um, him find salvation. I still think there's a lot of things that I have to deal with, and I haven't dealt with it yet. Like what, for example? Um, probably a lot of things with my dad and stuff like that, and like forgiving him and stuff, but I haven't gotten into that yet in my life. <laughs> you haven't gotten into that yet? Uh-uh. You're not tired of suffering yet? Um, I'm not really <laughs> suffering. Yes, you are. Anyone who has anger is suffering because you have no perfect peace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're just starting your life out. You want to be a singer, you've got to be one. In order, for, in order to enjoy it, for it to just happen, you've got to forgive your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, and then you become closer to your father. Because you become a man. Mm-hmm. Are you afraid to face him? 
Um, no, I just haven't really like figured out like what I'm angry about. Right. Yet, so I can forgive him. I understand. But I feel like now things are a lot better with him than they were before. Like it's slowly getting better. Are you starting to speak up, like not be afraid to speak your mind, whether he's going to agree with it or not, yeah. when you're around him? Yeah, definitely a lot more now than before. Yeah. That yeah. feels nice, huh? Yeah. Well, once you completely forgive him, it's going to be like that all the time, and he's going to respect you for that. Mm-hmm. But plus, you're going to feel better about yourself. All right? Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, are <laughs> you still scared of your daddy? Um... I think I'm slowly starting to speak up more. Um, I know I always kind of just had a fear of him when I was little. Um, but I think that I, I still do. I feel the creeping up, the temptation to not want to say anything because I just want to avoid, you know, the confrontation or whatever, avoid his wrath, so to say. Beta. But, right. That is beta right. all the way. Right, 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 right. But You're I, trying to shut me up. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Okay, we got it. <laughs> but I realize every time I do say something or speak up, there is no wrath. Like my head is saying like he's going to go. I mean, yeah. there may be times where he might, but it hasn't happened yet. That's right. And it's just, it's all in my head. Yes. Satan is lying to you. Have you forgiven your mother? Um, I didn't think I needed to forgive my mom. Why not? Um, I don't know. My mom has just always been a good mom. Oh, she was perfect. Not perfect, but... (laughs) (laughs) Does she get on your nerves sometimes? Yes, most of the time. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. She makes up for it. No, it's not okay. So, because I know your mother, and she wants you to get better, Mm -hmm. like she does him, that's why she's here. Otherwise, she wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Uh, You start speaking up. Don't let her baby you. Don't let her say, you, did you get your jacket, your coat before you leave? Or, oh, where you go on? And all that. Just say, Mom, don't do that. I'm a grown man now. You're 18, right? Yeah, I'm 18. Yeah. But, and then she'll respect it. She'll fight you on it for a while, but she's going to like the fact you're growing up. Mm-hmm. And so don't, it's not okay that she baby you. If, you. if you let her baby you, if you go off to college, she's going to move right down the road from the dormitory that you live in. From the dorm. <laughs> and then you get married and you move to Russia, she'll move to Russia. <laughs> because you're not speaking up. Mm-hmm. So I understand, just suffer some more and then eventually you'll come around. Okay, <laughs> okay sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Any questions for me? Um, no. Anything you disagree with me about? Um, no. You're in a church, just to remind you. <laughs> yeah, no. Nothing? Yeah. All right. Okay. And then you're the sister. Yes. Glad to meet you. You too. Any questions or anything for me? Um. Oh, they all sound alike, huh? <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh-huh. Well, oh. no, because I mean, <laughs> anything that I was thinking somebody would ask, so he kind of answered my questions already. Uh, have you overcome your anger? Um, no. You have not. And why not? Um, because I'm realizing now that I have anger. Yeah. I didn't pay attention to that before. Oh, that makes sense. A lot of people don't pay attention to that. Um, so you need to forgive your father and mother or, or, or whom? 
Um, oh. <laughs> you can turn it into a rap my song. My father, definitely. Um, I don't know. I don't know necessarily what with my mom, but I do know that I need to forgive my father on some things. Yeah. And um, so was your mother perfect? Does your mother get on no, your nerve? No, 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 no. <laughs> she gets on your nerve? Sometimes, yeah. yeah. And the reason that she gets on your nerve because you have that anger and you're subject to her. So that's why you need to forgive her so God can take her identity away from you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're going to pass it on to your daughter. You won't be able to help her. Yeah. Because angry people don't have love. That emotion that you feel for your daughter is not love. That's mm-hmm. come from hate. And it's destroying her nature. She's being recreated in your image. Mm-hmm. And that's not what you want. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So think about it and forgive your mother and father. They can't help themselves. Yeah. Are you married? I don't know. No. If you- you're not not yet. Not, oh, yet. not yet. Don't you have a baby? Yes, Sophia. Oh. We're together, but we're not married yet. Oh, really? Make him marry you. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> the, you know the best way to get him to do it really soon? Let me tell you how. How? Sleep in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> the living room? <laughs> what? I said the living room because that's the Yeah, only sleep other. in the living room. We are not sleeping together anymore until you get married. That's where you have the control. Mm-hmm. All right? Because for the daughter's sake, and I say this because we got to start doing it right at some yeah. point in life. You know, we, we do wrong for so long. At some point, you just say, I got to do this right. You yeah. know, and so now you're starting a new generation. You want to do it right. Yes. So make him do the right thing. Yeah. That's He's what beta. I'm trying. What? Huh? He's a beta male anyway. <laughs> Any questions for me? No. Oh, okay. So let me do this. I'll run out of time. So I, the one thing I want you to notice about the 23rd Psalm is it says, the Lord is my shepherd. And if you notice, he makes me to lie down. He does this for me. He does this. He does this. He does this, right? And so when it says that, when I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, he's with me. In the valley of the shadow of death, you know how you have those moments when you just feel weird on the inside and you don't know why? You either feel afraid or you feel a weird thing and you can't explain it. That's the valley of the shadow of death. And so when you're feeling that, just know God is with you. Don't listen to Satan in your head. Just allow yourself to go through it. Relax and go through it because he is with you. And so when you overcome this anger, when you forgive, he said that before you enter into the kingdom of heaven, you must forgive. So when you forgive, you're going to enter in the house of the Lord within. The kingdom of heaven is inside of us. It's up here too. But remember the scripture said the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's right here, right now. And so when you forgive, you're going to enter into his house within, and then he will start to guide you in all things. It's going to be like magic. Just like Satan is guiding you now, he will guide you once you enter into the house of the Lord within. All right? But it's not going to happen until you drop the anger. You must forgive. It's not going to happen any other way because that is Satan nature and darkness cannot live with the light. It cannot dwell in the same place. So if you want to be free and understand and what's going on, you got to get to know yourself 
And don't let anyone talk you out of it. If they don't like it, let them go and do it their way. But you go within so you can forgive and you start living from there. It's going to be amazing. And then you, your mind will start to be renewed and you'll start doing things his way instead of the world's way, which is Satan's way. And you won't be stressed out. You won't hold any personal uh, revenge against anyone. You will forgive and you will have a life. But you got to go within. And you got to drop the anger, though. You're not going to enter in. And you're going to overcome all things. So when you do start a business, uh, you just do it. You won't plan. You don't need to. These people pay thousands of dollars to go to a university. They pay $50,000. And the school said, here's how you plan for five years. You get out. You can't do anything. And, and now you're in debt. And your mind messed up. You're on medication and can't even function. His way is easy. His burdens are light. But you got to drop the anger. All right. And become children of God. And so I wanted to share that. So you see, it's an easy way. His way is easy. Very light. Very easy. But you got to forgive. All right. Um, oh, and I wrote about it in the set. This book only is seven dollars. So I, I don't make a lot of money off it. But I wrote a simple little pamphlet. A seven guarantee set. What do you think about this? Uh, it's really good. Um, it's, it's simple, exactly like you see. As you can see, it's only like three pages. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's, it's good. Yeah. It is real simple. It's things that I, you know, woke up to when I started the first business and been doing this. So I highly recommend you get it. And I'm not pushing it just because $7, I'm grateful for $7, but because we put it back into the organization. But I highly recommend that you get it. And when you get it, do it. James, what do I say about doing it? The seven guarantee step. Where's it? Do you have my coming to mic? Well, you, you quote the Bible and say that we have to be doers of the word and not just hearers. Yes. People don't do. You have to get up and do. You have to do the prayer. You have to watch, become observers, become a living being. You have to get up and do. So one thing it says in here real fast, is to pray. I've been doing the prayer for 29 years, night and day, and now I'm aware now because he's renewing my mind, but he want to renew your mind, so you got to pray so you can keep that connection with him. You really do. One other quick thing is uh, you got to work, but not too hard. I do not work hard. The only way you're working hard because you have the mind of Satan. And you think you got to work hard. And in the meantime, your family falls apart. Your life is not working. You're stressed out. You do not have to work hard. You just have to do it when you're doing it. And at the end of the day, go home and rest. All right. And there are other just little simple things here. So I highly recommend the seven guarantee step to you. Any questions? Yes, sir. Last question. We're out of here. Hermes. Amazing. Is this fun or what? And I want you to know, I, I'm, I'm telling you about the experience I had. When I had that anger, I didn't have peace. I forgave, he forgave me, I have peace. And my life is just unfolding. And it's inside of everybody to do that. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, Daniela had a question that she asked me to, right. to point over to you. Uh, you remind us of God, uh, I'm, I'm going to misquote, but God and Jesus, Jesus above man. Right. Men above women, women above children. Yes. Um, 
how can we discern that line where the domain of women over children and the domain of husband over woman right. start, starts? That's a end? very good question. Yeah. So how can you come back to that order? How can you know that order? Or where do we, like, where do we spot that line? Like, let's say, I mean, we don't have children yet, but hypothetically, um, there might be something. And then, like, when do we send it up to the next chain of command, right? You don't set it up. What okay. you do right now, you realize that you're wrong, you're, out, you're in a fallen state. And once you realize that, in the very moment that things start to change, and God will align it for you. You can't put it back in order. He will do that for you. Because, because it's spiritual, and of ourselves we can do nothing, and of ourselves we know nothing, He will bring it to order for you. You just find yourself doing it because now you are His son. So don't try to do that on your own. You know, I, I hear people say, men, men teach boys. No, men make men or turn boys into men and women turn girls into ladies. That's not true. God turned boys into men and God turned women, late, uh, girls into late women, right? Because it's a spiritual thing. And that's why we as parents, we have to be a living example. We have to operate from his nature, which is love. And they're going to see the Christ in you. And that helps you develop their nature along the way. Of ourselves, we can do nothing. So when you, as you're growing, it's coming to order by itself. And you'll be able to see. You don't have to use the intellect, like you say. Do not use right, the intellect. Right. Because it's of your father, the devil. Right. Yeah, do not use the intellect. It's all wrong. God has a greater intellect within you. And that will guide you. All right? Makes sense. Thank you. All right. Wow, that was fun. Amazing. So listen, do the prayer, uh, uh, the silent prayer. You can go to my website at rebuildingtheman.com or uh, prayer, silent prayer video. Dot video. What is it? Silent prayer, silent prayer dot video. Yeah, silent prayer dot video. And I urge you to start out every night and morning and stay with it, no matter what. And just, you'll see what happened. God's going to take over. Um, you have anything you want to say? Last word? Um, just if you want more information about the the academy, you can go to thegiftedofdance.com. Oh, yeah. He's a good dancer. He's like this. <laughs> <laughs> then he's, he'd be like doing this, and then he does, he does something like this, and he stops. <laughs> <laughs> You're not selling them, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you lose business. <laughs> it's a little better than that. <laughs> uh, anything else? No, that's it. Yeah, okay. And so uh, also don't forget to donate, tithe, and offering to us. We need your support. Check out the radio show, the TV show on Newsmax TV, also the Fall Estate. Uh, don't forget to like, follow, tweet, subscribe, comment, and what else? Join our Discord. Join our Discord. Right? Yeah. Okay. Where can you find the Discord? Here's kind of my here's kind of my right here. Link is in the description of most almost every YouTube video now. Yeah. Yeah. So get involved, all right, and start speaking up. Speak up. Speak up. Speak up. I write an article on WorldNetDaily.com, a weekly column. This week I wrote about White History Month. It's so good. So be sure to go to WND.com. Another thing I want you to know, 
greater is he that's in, in you than he that's in the world. I'm telling you. But you're not going to get in until you forgive. You've got to drop the anger and start living. Thank you for tuning in and thank you all for coming. I appreciate it. Yes. <laughs>